Hey, it's Shantia B, and you were listening to the Industry Insider Podcast. And on this episode, we are saying it's an honor Aww. to have Paris Guy Hi. here with me. I finally made it. I finally made it. Yes, I'm sorry it took me so long. It's okay. <laughs> I totally understand, like, your schedule, like, changes by the hour. And I'm so not to... used to being on this side of things. Right. This like, is this is a first, because... Um, Paris is very behind the scenes. She's popping my cherry. <laughs> very behind the scenes. So she's on the front of the camera. You did a drop last week. So I that did? Was, uh, not, not last week. Oh, two weeks yes. ago. Yeah, you yes, did a yes, drop. Yes. So that was kind of like the prelude mm-hmm. to like doing more mm-hmm. front of the camera stuff. Out there. Yeah, that's that's the thing. For 2018, I started a list of like my accomplishments because I feel like when you're moving through a period of time, you don't realize how much you're doing, what you're accomplishing, what you're getting right. done. Just your, like, you have to give yourself your own pat on the back. It's not going to always come from anyone else. And if I could visually see, oh, I did this, I did that, I did that. And then, all right, what else can I add to this list? Exactly. So that's something that I started at the um, top of the year. I think I'm learning getting better with that, too, because it's kind of hard for me. Because, like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, cool, I did this. Now what's the next thing? It's mm-hmm. like, what's the next thing? It's like, what's mm-hmm. the next thing? And it's like, you go so hard trying to, like, do all this stuff. And it's like, you're forgetting all the stuff mm-hmm. you just that did. That you actually like, did. Right. And sometimes you look up, you're like, Dang, I feel like I'm not doing enough, but really you just gotta think about, oh, I am doing stuff, and that'll be more motivation. Cause when you think you're not doing enough, you might fall into a somber. So when you could see it and you know what's going on, you're in tune with what you're actually doing, then it's like, all right, it's another sense of motivation, I guess. Yeah, and I tricked myself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you are the founder of Addison Art. Yes. And tell us about your whole company. So Addison Arc, uh, when I, I'm from D.C., so when I moved to New York in 2011, I believe, um, I got an apart- apartment. Well, first, actually, I didn't have an apartment. I moved here with just a job and nowhere to live. And I prefer to do it that way because at least I felt if I was making money, then I would have the money to be able to get a place. Some people exactly. move and have a place and don't have no money. Right. That's... And they get stuck with the whole rent, bills, all of that. So my friend Whitney Hedden, who now has her own company, um, 19 Finn Park, we got eventually got a place together. But before that, she let me stay with her, and it was like a a rooming situation. It was her and two other girls. Everybody had a room, and it was a room, three rooms, a kitchen, and a bathroom. And I would stay with her during the week and on the weekends. I was like, let me let her have her space. I didn't because this space was so small. yeah. Yeah. So I would go home and I was just out of a bag until we eventually were able to find an apartment and we got a nice two-bedroom apartment um, on 120th between Park and Madison. Oh, wow. And so that's where the name Addison Art comes from. Oh, I always where, wondered that. I was yeah, like, where Addison Art come yeah, from? Yeah, that's where the name comes from. It's like us just being in that space and just dreaming and thinking and plotting and planning and, you know, we... I mean, and now we're here. She has her company. I do what I do. My other friend is, like, styling for huge stars and, wow. like, Jay and Beyonce. You know? Oh, you okay, casual. Let's <laughs> slide that in there real quick, you know. So the three of us, we spoke about a lot in that space. So I feel like I have Addison Arc, and then Whitney has 19th and Park, and I'm sure her part comes from over in that, you know, us being there, too. So, so you weren't scared to move? No. I remember sitting in the business building of Virginia Commonwealth University, and I was like, I'm going to New York. I didn't know how I was going to get there, um, but I wanted to be in a big city, wow. especially being from D- um, D.C. and then going to school down in, in the South. 
It's a big change. Yeah, I was almost like a culture shock for me. Wow. Everybody moves a lot slower. And you used to like everything like yeah, super fast pace. Fast, more opportunities. Right. Like, I mean, I always was interested in like beauty and fashion and just, I guess, the industry. You yeah. Know? Um, music. Like, I just came across a paper that I had written my sophomore year of high school and I had played the piano for 10 years and I knew I didn't want to keep playing the piano so I stopped and then I started taking dance I had dabbled in dance a little bit here and there but then I started I'm like I'm not playing the piano no more I'm about to do these dance classes (laughs) so I started dancing but I found the paper I was like okay what would I want to do for my career and I was like oh music business management and this is around the time you start looking at colleges and your major and stuff like that so the the assignment was yes map out what it is that you think you would want to do and if I if you were to read it it says I don't want a typical job I don't want to sit at a desk I what I'm doing you today all that into yeah existence. music business management no I'm not in the music business but I'm very they're very close like to. they're very in <laughs> yeah. it like in they're it in, in it. it yeah I think a lot of times people don't realize like how much you're in it yeah I think a, like your social media presence people know but they don't know. I didn't, do you do that purposely? I didn't realize how much I was in it. So wow. maybe that's like my own thing. I didn't. I'm like, oh, I'm like, would you consider that you do you do this? So would you yeah. consider who I work with um, being in the music business, or is that more so radio? Because I would say uh, an executive told me that I, that's in the music business. That's you know friends of ours was like no you're not in the music business and I said oh okay no, no I don't feel like you're in, in it, it. Yeah, yeah 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 I know what you mean like you're not in it but like you're like very accessible to a lot of stuff in that business yeah so it definitely like straddles it's, exactly and that's been a lot of my my course was a lot of straddling like um, so I work with Angela Yee and I met Angela working in fashion at a showroom. Um, so that's how that, you know, because they all go hand in hand. That's my thing. Right. So I've always, how, I love being in the spot between these spaces, beauty, fashion, music, entertainment. How do you make it make sense? Right. And then put that brand out there. Exactly. So I think a lot of why you don't see, like, what it is behind my social media is because I needed it to make sense in my head first before um. I wanted to really... You know what I'm saying? Push it out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Because they have, like, these rules that you have to be... If you're going to be knee-deep in something, you got to be knee-deep in that one thing. Right. And I'm like, uh, do you? Yeah, I feel like now... I feel like it shouldn't have to be that way. Yeah. I feel like you could be in, like, four different spaces, mm-hmm. and it can still coincide. Especially, like, you need fashion and entertainment. You need... If you're going anywhere, you could not go anywhere without beauty, like... I mean, we travel and do work on the road together. I just was booking makeup for her just now. You wow, know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... And then I do her hair on the road because I'm a licensed cosmetologist. So. Yeah. Let me just tell y'all, speaking of cosmetologist, Paris saved my hair. <laughs> like, for real, for real. You guys are look at this video like, oh, Shantia, your hair's laid. Yeah, <laughs> no. I did my big chop a year ago in July, and I told Paris, like, yeah, you know, I cut my hair. She's like, okay. She's like, oh, you went somewhere? I'm like, no, I cut it myself. She was like, what? <laughs> you were right. You were what so- did you do, though? So, wh- who did you watch and who guided you through cutting <laughs> <laughs> I was, <laughs> I watched a YouTube video 
and mm-hmm. I saw this girl, the way she cut her hair, you know, she wet it, you know, looked in between where it was permed and it was natural, mm-hmm. and I just, boop, cut cut it all, and it was extremely <laughs> uneven. One side was short, the side was long, and I was like, yeah, and she was like, Shantia, please let me fix your hair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we brought it back to life. Yeah. That's how I, that have to give you, I have to give you an update yeah. now. It's like really... Yeah, but bad. it was very uneven. That's another thing. So I'm a, I feel like I'm an advocate for, we have like these, um, YouTubers and these influencers and I tell people they know how to do their face and they know how to do their hair and as someone that went to school for it has a license put that time into know and have the knowledge I don't think that's fair that they can like you know be this voice of authority especially when it comes to brands and branding so me being I love business so me being on that end when I go to like do a brand partnership or something I rather refer like an actual hairstylist that's licensed a real makeup artist outside of just the the influencer that has these numbers I mean you know what I'm saying does it make it harder now that because now I feel like even in like labels and anywhere it's all about the numbers it is and it is all about the numbers. So I think what the professional community has to do is get their numbers up. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, like, it's hard, though. So how can I be behind the chair servicing 10 clients on a super busy day, maybe more, and then focus on my social media? Exactly. So some uh, some hairstylists have figured it out, and they've grown their platforms but a lot of them have not, you know? Right. And it's a lot of opportunity that they're, I feel, are missing out on. Because I, as a brand, if I had a hair um, product line or tools, I would want to speak to the professional. Exactly. Have them teach the consumer what to do. But the brands are still just really worried about the um, the numbers, per se, right now. So hopefully I could like... Try to maneuver that. How can the average person start building their own brand? The average person will know what you... What do you want to be known for, first and foremost? What do you want to be known for? Um, But I I feel like so so many people are quick to, oh, I got to build a brand. I got to build a brand. And they don't know what they really want to do. They're just trying to do a social media thing, get Mm -hmm. numbers, like what... Everyone's pouring their hearts out. Like Oprah just said something like that. Yeah, like, come on, you gonna pour your heart out every day? Do you right. know what that is to put yourself out into the universe like that and have everybody on your energy? Exactly. Like I'm a little bit more. I like to keep a little bit more of like a sacred space. Me too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So build your brand. Yeah. What do you want people to know you for real, for real? Or is it to know your work, to know your work ethic, to know what you care about? What does your brand look like? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like when I post, yeah, sometimes I've opened up, but there are sometimes I'm like, damn, I would love to really open up. But I hate that when you really open up, that's when like you get tons of likes, you're super vulnerable. And people catch that vulnerable space. And that's the time people could start adding their own commentary and stuff and thinking in that one space, they think they know you, Mm -hmm. but they only know one part of you. Yeah. And then it gets... Yeah, jumbled up. You're into this deep stuff, and I'm a very deep person. So, but I still don't know if it if I want all of that out, out there, there, like that sitting on my IG page. Right, so anybody could just Google Paris guy mm-hmm. and then all that oh, stuff. Because we all got out. a story to tell. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot that I went through in my childhood, just like I'm sure it's a lot you went through in your childhood. Have you put that on your social media? No, nope, okay. like right, like people. I tell you all the time, like literally, people know twenty five percent of my life mm-hmm. on social media. People knew I was dealing with this past year. Like mm-hmm. people be like, 
right. how are you even saying right now? Right. Like, how are you right. even dealing right. with it? Because right. people be like, I would have been like on the deep end at this okay. point. Like, That's real. It's crazy. And you keep going. You're trying to find a solution. As far as the brand, like, yeah, what do you want to be known for and build from there? Yeah. And if you're not ready, don't force it. Right. I think a lot of people try to force yeah, it that's, now, that's, too. That's been my thing. Like, I've had... Addison Arc has been at LLC, a real company, for years. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? For years, since maybe 2012, you know? So, but I, I didn't know, I wasn't ready to put that out there because I didn't know what that really looked like and how I wanted to present Addison Arc to people when I still was trying to figure out, can these dots be connected the way that I want to connect them and make that okay? And unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but I feel more so of the past couple of years, um, I've been okay just being in the space that I am. This is my space, mm -hmm. and I'm going to own it, and this is what I do, and these are the dots that I can connect across music, fashion, entertainment, and beauty, and that's what I'll do. And then who knows what this will look like in five to ten years from now, right. you know? But this is where I am now, and this is what I'm going to own, and I'm going to work hard and do what I got to do. So, yeah. But some people, I do feel like, force Force brand, brand. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I feel like it's such a hard space now too, because I feel like I mean, a lot of things are becoming oversaturated. Mm -hmm. So now it's just a matter of just finding your own brand, but like still creating yourself as an individual too. Mm -hmm. That like makes you stand out from the next person. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's crazy. I could walk down the street and see people. Actually, I was going up to um, upstate New York for my birthday on Sunday, and a girl had a camera set up and was taking pictures of herself. I was like, oh, I guess she's trying to be an influencer. Insert, right. And my boyfriend's like, well, maybe she is an influencer. I said, yeah, I guess you're right. But she's still trying because she's got to maintain that. Whole, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And she's out here by herself posing with a camera on an easel wow. or on a timer, I guess. And you She know. was not playing. Yeah. So did you have any mentors starting this out? Um, I've always had mentors. I've I volunteered a lot at the VA hospital um, coming up. So the volunteer program started when was supposed to start for if you're 13 mm -hmm. but I got in because my grandmother worked there when I was 11 oh. so um, there was a woman that took me under her wing Paula Gorman and she ended up she was like the director of I don't know but she was a director in the hospital I can't remember what department and then went on to work for the chief of staff office but, I mean, I w was able to go to L.A. when I was 15 with the Disabled American Veterans. And, you know, I spoke at Constitution Hall for the Daughters of the American Revolution. Oh, wow. I was on the cover of a magazine. They were giving me, like, scholarships and um, a $15,000 scholarship from the Disabled American Veterans. And I went out to New Orleans to do, like, a speech in front of all these people so, yes, I've always had a mentor, but that would be, like, my first mentor, and she was able to help guide me to um, be able to get those scholarships and put the time in at VA to get the scholarships and travel and stuff like that. Gotcha. So, she was a mentor. Um, I have another mentor, Nicole. Um, when I was working at Johnson, Inc. in Richmond, Virginia, I was a event planning intern at this marketing firm there, and they had a concert series every Friday called Fridays at Sunset. And there was a woman there on the business development side named Nicole, and I looked up to her a lot. I thought what she did was really cool, yeah. and, you know, she took me under her wing there and would take me to different meetings. I mean, Richmond is very um, corporate, kind of gotcha. like how D.C. is corporate, and that's probably what made me want to get yeah, out of both yeah. of those areas. Um, 
but we went to like a, a business development meeting at Philip Morris and you know so she exposed me to a lot but they would have clients like their their equivalent of Con Edison I can't think of like what their company is called out there but yeah gotcha. so now do people reach out to you and how does that work as far as like choosing uh, to be a mentor for someone um, I don't look at it as a choice. I look at if someone asks for my help and I'm able to help them and give them information, and if they stick around for it and they continue to ask, I guess then it shifts into, like, they'll maybe look at me as their mentor. Um, but I just try to be open because people weren't always open and willing to give me information, mm-hmm. like, trying to figure it out when I was figuring it out early on. So just being open and willing to take the time to speak and talk and meet and... You know how I am. Like, yeah. if I learn something, I send it to you. Hey, I don't know if you know about this, but... Yeah, I'd be like, hey, look yeah. at this, yeah. Or when you're pitching for this, maybe, you know, maybe here's a template, use it. Yeah, you know I, probably, I tell people all the time, like, parents have helped me out so yeah. much, like, as far as, like, knowing how to, like, really know the business side of things mm-hmm. and, like, putting spreadsheets together mm-hmm. and really making sure an event's done from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And the digital space, period, I always say, I'm like, I'm not parents. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know why I do. I'm like, you really taught me, like, really the groundwork and mm-hmm. how, like, everything is done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so would you consider me a mentor? Maybe. You yeah. Know? Yeah, so I, you know, I just try to be open and give the information. Yeah, so now very heavy in the marketing space. So my degree is in marketing, so that's probably where a lot of that comes from. So marketing is business, you have your events, it's just a little bit of everything, and I like that because I don't, I can't be bored with just the same thing over right. and over. That's you know, but then I still get my business fixed. So you can be creative, but still be analytical. Gotcha. And that's what I like. Did your family support you when they know what you wanted to start doing in your career? I don't even think they really understood what I wanted to like really do. Um, so I graduated with the marketing degree. A month later, I was at a Veda Institute in DC. Um, because I came out in '09, the economy was trash. So, you know, I think they just, they believe in me enough and they know I'm smart and I'm responsible. So they're like, right. all right, she'll be good. Um, my family, I'm the first to move away. So that bothered them. Like, why um, do you have to leave? Why can't you stay here, get a great government job, make six figures, buy yourself a house, that normal plan gotcha. of doing things. So I didn't really feel pressure. I was like, I'm not really thinking about what you want to do or what you want me to do because you probably didn't even really do what you wanted to do. And I'm going right. to break the the mold oh. and go do what it is I really want to do or try to, right. you know. So um, my grandmother, my father's mother, she was probably the most understanding of what it is. Like, she'll send me books on, like, influencer marketing or she'll, you know, yeah. influencer economy, this really good book you know, to just try to feed what it is I'm talking to her about. So that type of support came from her, for sure. Um, But, yeah, other than that, I'm just, like, on my own, you know? I think that's so dope, though. Like, you just, like, said, you know, I'm just going to go out and just figure out my own. I think a lot of the times, well, I'm West Indian, but a lot of times, like, in West Indian families, they'll be, like, either a doctor, nurse, or lawyer, and Mm -hmm. they'll just really... I had friends that have been so pressured into going into majors they don't want to go into, Mm -hmm. and they'll just be stuck, and Mm -hmm. they just have no... Right, and so unhappy. I've heard that a lot. I think the difference might be that I'm the first in my family to go to school, Mm -hmm. so... It's nothing they really compare it to. Nobody else went to college and graduated, so... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a little bit different. So now, where do you see yourself doing a year from now or two years from now? Like, what do you see the full circle picture? Two or three years from now wouldn't be full circle for me. 
Um, I, I could think, like, and if it comes sooner, that would be great. But big picture for me, I've always wanted to own a, a hair salon. I would love to have a product line. Um, I would love to keep helping individual brands, people in that space, connect dots for them. Um, so that's my big picture. But I have a plan behind that because you have to have a plan. So I was reading that whatever your big picture is, that's your big picture, right? But you have to do little things so that when you when you come out with that big picture, you already have, like, the people are going to run towards. It's easy. Right. So everything that I'm doing now would be to build a platform, build a space to make sure when I open that, I'll be known for whatever that might be and mm-hmm. the the business will come the people will want to support so that's big picture for me that's just been a lifelong dream is to own a salon uh-huh. yeah would you want to do it in new york or you put back in dc um no i would want to have dc new york, new york charlotte atlanta like a chain um i feel like i worked at dry bar so i've been hustling since i've been in new york so I left my nine to five about five years ago, four or five years ago, um, from working in fashion. But when I went to Aveda, I said, well, I'll always have this as my hustle. I'll always be right. able to make money um, by doing hair. So that's what I did. I left the nine to five, started doing more stuff with Angela. It was like freelancing for a fashion brand. But then I would be in the salon, too, to, like, have that study every two-week check because the other money wasn't necessarily like that. So I learned there was a shift in the beauty industry um, with styling salons. So you have, like, Dry Bar, and then you have Dream Dry, these, like, 45-minute get-in-and-out. I mean, they were doing 10,000 blowouts a week at at $40 a pop. Wow. Right. That's a lot. That's come on. Crazy. The beauty industry is crazy. The money. It's a four hundred and sixty eight billion dollar industry. It's projected to wow. be. Yeah. It's a lot of money in that space. So I think people don't realize that. I definitely didn't yeah, know that. Like Yeah. And it's a lot of like jobs that you would never think exist in that space, exactly. you know, as well. So the the goal initially was to combine my marketing degree with my cosmetology knowledge and, you know, do something in exactly in that space but things have shifted and now I get to do a little bit of everything that I love industry wise the industries overlap um but yeah I've always had the vision of like having this this salon it's great yeah how do you find balance like every time I'll hit you up you'll be like yeah Shanti I'm about to go on a flight I'm mm-hmm. like wait I'm like you were just here two hours ago you're like well, I'm waiting for a package so how do you <laughs> I'm like, how do you even find, like, time for yourself or just time to just relax? And even, like, you and Angela, for instance, because you guys are friends, Mm -hmm. so, like, how do you know, like, when to just keep stuff for business and to just be, like, actual friends, Mm -hmm. you know, not let it intertwine? Mm -hmm. So business is always business. So good thing about when you go to school or you do, like, uh, plan an event with your friends. So early on, the friend, my friend that we roomed together in Harlem and our other friend, Jenna, we planned an event together. So... And we would be, like, laughing, joking, having our drinks, and then it would get serious. You got to switch, know how to switch on and off and respect each other as friends and then re- respect each other when it comes to business. Right. And then every, everybody can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, right, I, I was about to say that. I'm, time. like, all the time. Like, a lot yeah. of people want to do partnerships and stuff, and then they're friends. Yeah. Like, it, I feel like sometimes it can either be, like, a hit or miss. Very you know? hit or miss. Everybody can't do that. But when you do, like, transparent, honest, 
upfront business, mm-hmm. then that then won't affect your friendship. Because then as a friend, you don't have to question me because one, I'm doing, one, I'm a good friend over here. And then when we're doing business, I'm I up got front you. too. Yeah. yeah. So you just got to be honest and real on both sides. No funny business type of stuff. I don't operate like that. And luckily I've been able to meet people that, you know, they're not like that either. So I've been blessed with not being in like a weird in that situation at all. Yeah. So for people that maybe have been in that situation, like how do, can you move forward from anything like that, or it's kind of like hard? Can you still keep I don't the even business? Know. How, like if your friend does some funny stuff. Yeah. I mean, it happens all the time. I've I watch people do. This is the thing that I've watched. So people could like. Do something a little shady business wise. They're your friend, your friend, right? right? <laughs> <laughs> They're your friend, but you're still gonna see each other. You're still gonna run each. So people then start to just keep things like cool. They don't make a big deal about it, right? Um, and I guess that's what works. That's playing the game mm-hmm. um, because where I come from, that's a problem. Well, I'll cut you off, and exactly, I'm done. Right. you know, I'm that's my my personality. But as I've matured and learned. You just see people for who they are and then deal with them accordingly, you know? Do And like I said, always keep your space sacred. Like, your home is your home. You have to create time for yourself. Like, all the rest of this stuff, start, you'll start to see people for who they are. You'll deal with them accordingly, but at least you know you'll be able to, to retreat to a space and a place that you don't have to worry about that. You know right. what I'm saying? So... And I think that's so interesting, too, because a lot of time they always say, like, you know, people in the industry are, like, fake, and, you know, you mm-hmm. got to keep people from afar. So, mm-hmm. like, for you, how has it been, like, over the years from, like, just starting out to now? Like, mm-hmm. is it kind of like that, or is it, like, I don't know, how do you go within that space being, like, super, super close with people and keeping it as, like, associates? That takes practice, because I friend hard, and I don't have a lot of friends, because I do friend so hard, so... I could think that I'm building a friendship with someone where the whole time they just, they their head is in a different space. You know right. what I'm saying? So I tread lightly when it comes to that. Um, but that, it's hard, you know? It's hard. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. So a lot of people reach out to you all the time, you mm-hmm. know, hey, I need advice, such and such. How, what is the best way for people for to get a response from you? Because you get emails for everything down to, like, I heard job. you on your last... Over, over yeah. The um, be to the point. Be have your emails be concise. I think like even when we were reaching out to people like mm-hmm. cold emails, I'm like let's try to just not put too much in like you know, cause it's too much. You know, like that happened before. Someone, she's like I I've sent several emails and you know I haven't heard a response back. And I said, well, what was in your email? It was twenty pages in the email, like. Paragraph after paragraph after paragraph after link after link after this. I said, honestly, I haven't even read that. Like I'm, I'm you know, yeah. <laughs> your question is all, all the, the way. way. At the what did you? What do you want? Basically, like, right. what do you want? When is it? You know. So a lot of times, um, you have to weed through a lot of different things, a lot of BS, and if it if it seems pretty solid, now I just have a response that whether it looks like BS or not, I respond with. Give me the facts. Right, Date, yeah. time, place, you know, details, boom. That's it. That's all I need. And then from there, we could decipher the rest. Right. You know, because um, people want to tell you everything. I'm like, 
It's like, just it's get straight to the point. Yeah, please. And do you have people now, like, more so reaching out to you, like, through social media, or people still do the emails? emails I actually um, don't mind the DM reach out. Really? Yeah. Only because, especially if I met you at, like, a networking event or something, I don't know. Like, I wish, you know what it is? Apple needs to make text messages, like, email. Mm, that's like yeah. red or you could flag something right highlighting yeah because yeah. one I get tons of text messages all the time all the time so then somebody might and if you're moving around like you'll see it alright I need to respond to that and then you know five more text messages come in and then you're not you know you're on to the next thing right so the DMs it's like if you have, you know, if you haven't responded or opened it, it's so like so you can no, kind of see yeah, it. See yeah, it. I'm so visual, so I wish my text messages were like my DMs. <laughs> so I don't mind the DM actually. Right. Yeah, like I just set up a conference call in the DM just now. Um, yeah, I'm gonna DM somebody I just met at a networking event because I don't have her her phone, phone number. number. Yeah. So it's just easier for me. I don't mind it. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited for you. Thank I'm so you. proud of you. Thank you. With the panel and everything. I know. This was the year of like putting myself out, out there. Out there, yeah. Yeah. So now that being behind the scenes is great. I love being behind the scenes, but I think it goes back to that branding mm-hmm. piece that I'm like, I'm like back here. You're right. It's like, no, like you are a brand. <laughs> like you got a you got a whole brand <laughs> and everything. Yeah. So what advice would you give to people that want to be in your shoes? Take your time. Don't rush it continue to learn like I didn't I'm not from an agency I wasn't working in an agency to pick up certain things right. a lot of the work has been on my own or watching other people but I took classes like I took classes at um general assembly um I even like would go speak to if a university has like a free class on something that I'm interested in you know sometimes they'll do that like just take advantage of the opportunities that are out there for you to continue to learn, especially when you don't know something. Like, the biggest thing for me was if I'm negotiating a deal with a brand and I'm not able to speak the language of that brand from that side of the table, I'm already at a disadvantage, and that's a problem. Mm. So I made sure that I, you know, was going to know my stuff and wasn't going to get lowballed when it came to making deals. So just learn and take your time. Be efficient. You know, it comes down to your emails. Like, I used to make silly mistakes in the email. Like, you'd be like, yeah. free, like... Five times. times. I, my, my thing is, if I mess up while reading it myself, then, or any mistake, read it again. So read it until it's perfect. And slow down and try to read it out loud if you can. Um, what else? And be nice. Just be a real person. Like, yeah. <laughs> what's meant for you is going to come to you. Don't be, like, not genuine. Be authentic. Be yourself. Like, even some people get very excited to be around certain celebrities. I promise you that if you don't ask for that picture, the people in the room are going to look at you and be like, oh, she could come anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that was something that, you know, first starting out with Angela, that, you know, she was like, oh, she could come around because... And it's like, okay, nice to meet you, you know. Right. This is that person. She would have to ask for me. She might know that I really liked 
a talent or an artist, I'm never gonna ask for a picture. I think it's inappropriate. Right, me honestly. too. Yeah, I'll be like, you know what I'm like, saying? Even barely now that the record club, I would barely. Yeah. Like, I'd have to be like, well, not Mike B. Jordan, kind of meet him yet, but <laughs> it'd have to be like, uh, I don't know, like, Oprah or uh, yeah. somebody like uh, Smokey Robinson. Right. I mean, Tracy like, Ellis Ross. I was like, okay, can I get a picture? Right. Like, she's exactly. amazing. You right. Know? Yeah. So, but that's like, you could count on one hand, if that, the times I've asked for a picture from someone. So, like, it's say like your position. Chill. Yeah. Yeah, like, observe, learn, don't talk too much, try not to get too comfortable. Right. Like, it's a job, you know? It's fun, but it's a job. job. It's serious. And everybody's always watching. And everybody is watching you, and I promise you, you're going to do something, and they're going to have a conversation about you, and you're never going to know what no, they actually it. said. So just try to move in a way that you know, like, okay, whatever they said, I'm comfortable with what they might be saying. And if they're saying something that's negative, then they're probably hating. So other than that, like, you, you know, give yourself some of your own standards and things to live by. Um, Yeah, but I just feel like people are, are thirsty for a certain type of attention that is not genuine and not real. And I feel like you'll get a lot further if you are just real and authentic. I feel like especially in entertainment. Very much Especially in, in that space. Like, yeah. you know, I just got it. Have you get you on my snap and get yeah. you on my IG story. Yeah. It's like, me, I'm like... I need to paint the picture like I'm popping. Right. It's like ridiculous. But like me, like, I don't want a picture. Like, can I get an interview with right. you? Like, that's like that's right. in my head. That, yeah. Like, I don't have to be today or tomorrow. Like, let me do that mental note in my head. Like, I'm not yeah. even on the picture no yeah. more. It's yeah. like... I get it. It's exciting. And she's told me, she's like, well, some people feel like they'll never, even with her, she could be eating and people come up and take a picture. And I get irritated. I'm like, the woman's eating because she real. have a meal. It was one time after um, <laughs> we were leaving the station and um, we had went we were somewhere in Soho. She was going to some store getting some outfits because she had to go somewhere that weekend. Like, literally, like, five people stopped her and she mm-hmm. was like, and like, I guess it could be kind of scary too because especially someone's touching you from behind mm-hmm. or something like you don't know mm-hmm. people's intentions and mm-hmm. stuff too. So. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, but and she's nice, right? And she, by me being around her, I've learned to be more nice because I wasn't like be that. Like, I wasn't no. always like that. And when you're working with someone like that, um, if you're like a behind the scenes person and you want to pursue a career in that space, you know, watch the talent. How do they move? If they're nice, then guess what? You need to be nice too because you're a part of that brand. You know what I'm and saying? Anything you do, that's a you're on behalf of them. Exactly. So you know. That's something that I learned early on. Like, yes, you're a buffer, you're the bad guy, but you only can be but so mean or nasty because when they walk away, they're going to, like she will always say, they'll walk away and say, oh, Angela was rude to me. It might have not even been Angela, but the way they're going to sum it up is Angela, Angela. was rude when and it that really wasn't was even... Paris, mm-hmm. right? So um, that's some advice I would get for sure. Well, thank you for being You're here. Welcome. I had fun with this. Yes, I'm this is so great. Happy. What is that with you? Oh, with me, look, I'm trying <laughs> to get my life together. I'm really focusing on growing as on-air talent. Mm-hmm. So now I was just updating my reel, sent it to some people the other day. So That's what's I have that. a couple meetings this week. Well, one meeting this week. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure out how to get pins in certain spaces. And mm-hmm. just definitely keeping updated with the podcast. Everybody's like, Shantia, where is the podcast? So I love your keeping... persistence and the consistency with this. Thank sure. you. Because, you know, I felt like 
Because at first I was like, should I do a podcast? I'm like, everybody's doing a podcast. But then I was like, I don't see anyone that looks like me that is in the space I'm in as matter just like coming out of college. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, cool. You see, there's some people. And you have access to some amazing people. Right, right too. And mm-hmm. then um, you know me how I am. Like, I very, I tread very lightly on like asking certain people mm-hmm. for certain stuff. Mm-hmm. I know like there's like really, really busy. So I'll be like, uh, I don't know. What have you ever doing? And some people have been like extremely like, I've had like Joy Brown. Like, I've done an interview with her. Like, uh-huh. not in the podcast. Like, uh-huh. like Joy Brown and like a lot of really dope people. And it's great for me because like, especially um, interviewing people and speaking with people that are the same age as me, it's such a cool feeling to see them grow. Like, mm-hmm. Shiggy, like, I interviewed him when I was on, like, my college radio show. Like, he called in and, like, Rennie and Arnstar, like, now they're on Wildin' Out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm watching my TV. I'm like, yeah, Arnstar. I'm like, you on TV? <laughs> like, you got another McDonald's commercial. And it's just cool watching people that, like, we all just sitting this talking and speaking into existence mm-hmm. and just seeing them just grow and we're all growing at the same time. Obviously, it's not easy, but just seeing that just motivates me. Yeah, the manifestation thing is real. You it is. Keep your mind strong. Um, try to keep your body strong. All of that, yes. that 360 here is so real. Like, I had to start incorporating working out. Like, it went from yoga, and now I'm doing more weights. And yeah. Like, you just, you know, you got to pour back into yourself right. what you're pouring out into the everybody else or your exactly. job or, you know and that's what I'm trying to get better at too because I think for a while like you know when you start in your career you're like you know you have to say yes to everything mm-hmm. and like me I say yes to anything like it'll be like trouble hooking night hey like hey I'll do it I'll, for anybody I'll mm-hmm. do whatever and mm-hmm. like now I'm just learning like at a certain time it's like Chantia like you have to have time for your you your self care moment yeah self care is so important and I so don't do I didn't that. do it for no. years I didn't do it for so long I was like a mess and but then I was more angry I was more short like with people I'm sure I went through a bit of depression I think when you're a black woman you might not always look at it as depression per se but then I could look back Bad, on it and yeah. be like I was probably depressed then right you know what I'm saying and luckily I was uh, surrounded by um, friends and even acquaintances of people I might have met once or twice that like, nah, you can't be in New York as a young black female trying to figure it out and not go speak to a, a therapist. It's nothing wrong to go to talk to a therapist. Like, and I've I went never to a, been to therapy. Or you ever. really should go. I highly recommend it. And it's so crazy because, like, even, like, after, like, my dad passed mm-hmm. and, like, when I, like, right before, like, two weeks before I graduated from eighth grade, everybody's like, is Shantia going to a therapist? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. Like, I had, like, when I started, um like, my freshman year of high school, like, I'd go to my guidance counselor from mm-hmm. here to there. I'm like, I told, like, the pastor there. And I still speak to him now, but I never went to therapy mm-hmm. or anything. And I'm yeah. like, considering, like I, hear, I hear Charlamagne talk about, like, oh, you know, I go every Friday. So I'm, I'm considering it. I think I may go for the end of the year. You should do it. Like, it took me a while to get into it because my mom would deter me from it and she would say, no, they don't need to know our business. And then I had to click like, well, your business is my business. So I'm not trying to walk around. You could walk around with all of that if you want. Right. But I'm not going to walk around with all of that. Literally I can't. just tell my mom that. Yeah. yeah, because what I'm trying to do, I'll never be able to achieve that if I'm, you know, don't speak to somebody. Exactly. So that was one of the best things that yeah. really, really helped change things around and you know they just give you coping skills and they someone told me finding a therapist is like dating so you might choose you know go see one two three four different ones before you are like oh this is the one for me and then sometimes um i know someone that would like switch up like all right i've gotten enough from you 
I need oh, to find gotcha. someone else. Yeah. See, I'm thinking like once you go to one, you're, you're just, just like locked down. No, yeah. maybe you are, but sometimes not because sometimes you want to be challenged. Like I started to feel like my therapist was like too easy on me. Like I wanted her to like, I don't know. Challenge me. Challenge me yeah. a little bit more. And I would be like, all right, so what am I supposed to be getting? I would start asking her questions. Well, where is your family from? <laughs> <laughs> What's this around? I'm not going to be <laughs> What's your childhood like? Yeah, so... Yeah, but try it out. It doesn't hurt. I'm going to try it out. I think I think you should. And it's not like you have to go and talk about your deepest, darkest, most hurtful moments in your life. Mm-hmm. It might be like, how do I juggle, like, not having a typical, like, job or career or whatever, you know? Right. You just talk about different things, like, yeah. you know? Yeah, so. Um, yeah. That was fun. Yes, I thank you. It was a good, like therapy session yeah because <laughs> I felt together yes so well, thank you for having me thank you for joining and still having me even after it's been so long oh of course <laughs> look either way I'm like I'm gonna see you at least once or twice a month so I will ask you every time like, right what is going on so persistent yep I'll be like I ask her when I'm like you know she busy right now after she come back I'm gonna press her again right. and ask her so. what's going on right so I know you're busy your calendar looks weird <laughs> you what's going on right Well, this is Shantia B. Paris Guy. And you're listening to the Industry Insider Podcast. Bye.